0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about mantras. Uh, You may have heard of a mantra. Maybe you've tried it. Maybe you've been thinking about trying it. But today, we're going to explore where they come from, how you can use them. And, you know, I'm going to share my experience with mantras and chanting and that sort of stuff. Uh, I've had my coffee this morning. I'm fucking ready to go. So first, answering the question, what the fuck is a mantra? Well, translated from Sanskrit, uh, mantra is broken up into two, comes from two words. Manas, meaning mind, and tra, meaning tool. So you can literally translate this as a tool for the mind. And it's believed to, to help practitioners access a higher power. And I really like the idea of this. Uh, I can, I've, I've talked about how you know within us we have this intuition, this light, that we just we we have the ability to tap into, but we have a lot of layers to to chip away at first to 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 get there and for me, the mantra is always a nice way to kind of just remind myself of what the true self capital s is, and that's what I really am. I'm not my body, I'm not my mind, I'm not the ego and i i another thing I like about this is i and again, I've talked about this a lot is uh stoking your fire. And again, referring to the light that's within you, doing things that feed your soul and your spirit, right? We all have that thing, whatever it may be. And that's what kind of keeps us going. And I feel keeps us centered in the right mindset a lot of the time. And a lot of our life, we may get pulled from side to side. Maybe our our career at the moment doesn't align with what we really want and what really serves our spirit and soul. And the mantra, again, is for that to, to stoke and continue that fire. And what that fire and that energy is called and can be referred to is Shakti. And that again is energy ability or the the cosmic force. And that's kind of what represents us as we build it with inside ourselves. So, you know, my experience with mantras or chanting um was probably the first one was, you know, when you go to a yoga class, um, you may chant om at the very beginning, at the end. Uh you also may do a namaste at the end of the class and when i first started doing yoga uh, this was kind of way skin a little too too far out there for me at the time so i felt really uh weird doing it and also kind of a bit of like a phony right um cuz i didn't know what the hell this is or what this represents and i don't know i just felt really weird so whenever you know people would chant in class om or say namaste i would just kind of bow my head, not say anything, and just kind of secretly wish <laughs> this would be over quite, quite soon. Um, but as you know, I delve into it, I kind of, you know, as I learn more, I realize where it comes from and what it means, and it kind of really resonates with me now. So before we get into to mantras and everything, I kind of want to spend a little bit of time on talking about the, the power of the word, of, of your words that you say to yourself and to others, right? Because they carry an energy with them whether you realize it or not. And a couple of references I want to talk about is uh, there's a book called The Four Agreements. It's a pretty, pretty famous uh, book by Don Miguel Ruiz. And he has a bunch of other books on that. But the, the Four Agreements is the first one I read of his. And the first agreement of The Four Agreements, again, the, the book's kind of like the four agreements you make to yourself, and it kind of makes you live a, a more fulfilling life. Yeah, whatever. But the first one is be impeccable with your word. And when I first read this, I was like, oh yeah, that means just don't tell a lie, right? Because impeccable to me means like clean, just don't, don't say lies. But what he means by this is being very conscious of the words you use because the words you use shape those around you and the situation that you find yourself in. And, you know, if we go a little bit deeper, right? And we want to talk about magic and woo woo stuff, the term abracadabra, right? We all know from magicians. It means I create as I speak. So again, we're getting really fucking deep into the layers of this stuff. So the words we use create our story. And the story is what we live day to day. And, you know, one of the examples that's in the four agreements is, you know, a a woman or a mother was having a rough day, right? Her kid was singing And had a lot of energy. She just didn't have the patience for it that day. And she kind of said, will you shut up? You have an ugly voice. And from then on, the child always thought she had an ugly voice and she never sang again. And that's the kind of words we... The power of our words that we have, right? With others. But imagine with yourself. How often do we say nice things to ourselves? If you're like me, it's pretty fucking rare on occasion. Most of the time, I have to stop myself from just going down this rabbit hole of just really not saying nice things to myself. And again, the positive the positive and negative words have an effect of those around you and on yourself, right? When someone tells you you did a good job, yada, yada, it makes you feel good. Like, oh shit, yeah, that's right. And when someone says something negative to you, then it fucking makes you feel not so good, right? Even if you may say, hey, I don't really care what this person thinks, it, it does kind of ring a little bit. And one thing I've that's helped me uh, stop the negative self talk is, like, if I were to speak to, if someone were to speak to a loved one of mine, the same way sometimes I speak to myself, I would want to sock that dude in the side of the head, right? So, if it's not okay for someone else to talk to someone I love that way, why is it okay for me to talk to myself that way? Anyway, so again, the power of the word—it has energy and it affects. Us and those around us is kind of what I wanted to get a point, get across. And the mantras is a nice tool for us to kind of, I feel like, rebuild these patterns of how we talk to ourselves and the energy that we carry within ourselves and give it to ourselves through words. So moving on. So how do we use a mantra? Uh, How I'm going to talk about it in this episode is through something called Japa meditation. And what that is, is just reciting the mantra to yourself out loud or to yourself uh, over and over again, but not just doing it in a kind of like robotic way, but really feeling what those words bring up when you say them, feeling that and again, words have energy, and they have power, right? If I were to say in your say to you small, weak, that would kind of generate some kind of feeling about you. but if I told you large, powerful, that would also probably give you the opposite effect, right? So reciting these things over and over again um, for you know however many, what you want. We'll talk about numbers a little bit later. But that Japa meditation, that's what that is. Um, there are also ways, other ways to use it. You can just use that the affirmation, look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm fucking hot shit. Boom, that would also work as well. And there's also transcendental meditation. I may say that wrong. I'm not going to get into that because I honestly don't know too much about it. But we're going to talk about uh, Japa meditation because you can do that right now if you really want to so how can we do this right there's things called malas and you may have seen them uh, they're a necklace it's like beads you may see some hippies and some yogis wear them and that yet that's another tool and it looks like a rosary and that's kind of what it relates to that's how i relate to it in a rosary and it's a it's a tool used to help you concentrate as you're reciting your mantra to yourself and just like a rosary every time you say the mantra you pass the bead between your fingers and you just keep going until you go all the way around the necklace. Right. And, you know, you don't absolutely need a mala, but I, I really like having one. Uh, main reason being because it's to me, it's a, it's a physical representation of this mantra or this way I want to be. Right. And so you think of, you know, like a wedding ring. I'm married to my wife. Right. Fucking I love her. And I am always going to love her no matter what. But I still have a wedding ring. Why? Right? The, the ring is a symbol of the commitment I have made to my wife. Do I have to wear it? No, I don't. But I do. Right? And that's kind of what I mean. Same thing with like a diploma. A diploma is a fucking thing that you put on your wall. It's a piece of paper. That's all it is with fancy writing on it. But it also, you know, for the person that has it or that earned it, it represents all the work that they've done to get that piece of paper or to someone else that's oh wow, that's very impressive. Like, it's a, it represents something, right? It has a physical representation and it has again, it has power. So, that's what the mala is to me it's a physical representation of this sort of like this promise I make to myself, and that's why I like having it. So, on the mala, right, you have 108 beads and 108 is a very, very special number, right? It has a lot of history behind it. I'm I am only going to touch on a few points just to kind of get the point. It's like, this is a very cosmic, super special number. Um, so first off, 108 letters, right? In Sanskrit, there are 54 letters, but there's uh, masculine and feminine for both. So that's 108 letters in the Sanskrit alphabet. Also, we kind of find that the... Distance, the average distance from the moon to the earth is about 108 moons, if that makes sense. And also, the distance from the earth to the sun is 108 suns. And one more on the cosmic and ast- astrological plane is the sun is 108 earth wide. And also, you know, 108 is also found in Chinese astrology. And Buddhist temples typically they only have 108 steps that go up to them. And if you go into numerology, right, the number 108, if you break it up, right, one typically represents uh, God, right, or the, the highest power. Zero is emptiness, but also complete, being completely complete. <laughs> and then eight, right, you flip it on the side, that means eternity or infinity. So 108 again has a very very special uh, significance to it, and that's why we have 108 beads on the mala. So again, if you want to get one, uh, I got mine from. Uh, if you can look at them on Instagram, I'll may tag them in the show notes. Is Mala for Vets? And that's where I got mine. It's a veteran-owned uh, business. And I really like supporting that sort of stuff. He's been a real. He's a really good dude. I uh, sent me one, and I kind of special ordered one, and he sent it to me, and he had it. It was just great service. Um, so if you want to get one. I I would, you know, try to support them as as much as you can. Uh, Yeah, so moving on. So we have our our mantra or, you know, our mala. We're ready to do a mantra. So how do we choose a mantra? Well, this is kind of the easy part, really. You just find something that resonates with you. And you can have more than one mantra, right? You can, some days you might feel sluggish so you might want a mantra that's going to energize you remember to be energized sometimes you feel a little bit sad and you want something that's going to kind of bring you back to center but i suggest when you do find a mantra that you stick with it for at least a month to kind of feel the effects of it and then you can kind of switch to another one if you really really want to so i recommend having a phrase right typically you want to be in present tense that's kind of what the biggest thing is So if you want to put, you know, the words, I am, and then just fill in the blank. I am fucking unicorns and good vibes. Boom. That's a mantra right there. If it resonates with you. Also, you know, my heart leads me is another one. Or I write my story is another one we can use. It can also just be a single word, right? Love, connection, God, whatever, right? Whatever's going to. Help you be still and become centered. And again, it really just comes from you. What do you need? And it can be fucking anything. Now, once you have one, it's uh, you may not want to share it. Uh, this is here's why I think, right? They say it loses its energy if you do that. But I will, you know, stick and ponder it on it. And I I think back to when we were naming our son, right? And we, have a lot of, we had a lot of names picked out. And to us, to my wife and I, it's like, oh, this is, a, this is a fucking cool name. I like this. And then we would tell it to somebody else. And then we would just get that reaction of like, oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. And then it would make me feel like a certain way about the name that I really did like. That that name lost its you know, shine a little bit when I would do that. So I kind of feel that way with mantras, right? When you say, oh, my mantra is my heart leads me. And the person would be like, okay, that would make you feel kind of weird, right? And that would kind of take the energy away from those words. So you don't have, I would just say, don't share it, right? It's yours, it's special, it's, it belongs to you, and you use it. And if someone like asks you, hey, what's your mantra? It's like, hey, you know, what? I just don't feel like sharing it, but here's some ones that I've heard of that I really liked. And that's just a suggestion. Of course, one of the, more, most common mantras is Aum, right, or Om, And you may have heard this a lot in yoga classes. You may see the symbol. It's like a backwards three with a tail on it. And this, again, the, the yoga classes I've been to at first when I started doing yoga is, I was like, ah, I'm not going to do this. I feel kind of silly doing that. But again, breaking down the Aum, it's it's O-M, but it's actually spelled A-U-M. And what it's thought is the sound of the universe. And the sound Aum represents the past, present, and future, everything in the cycles, right? So if we break down the letters Aum, as we we start saying Aum, that represents the beginning, or the creation, or the conscious awakening state. And the letter A, or that sound, is thought to represent the, the god Brahma, which is the creator, right? As we move through Aum, the U represents the present, the steadiness that carries us throughout the day. And it is thought to represent Vishnu, the preserver of Hindu religion. As we go to M, as we close our mouths, it's thought to represent the closing or the beginning of the end. And this is thought to represent Shiva, the destroyer. And Shiva, you know, the name gets a lot of bad rap, but what that represents is, you know, everything is temporary. and At the at some point in life, the cycle is going to end. And then at the end of the Aum, you have the fourth sound of silence. And this is the, re, the residual energy. And what, I kind of want to share my experience. Once I really kind of understood it and I started chanting it with, you know, in a room full of people when everybody's like really fucking Aum. Oh. That fourth sound of silence is a real thing. Like when the, everyone stops, there's this energy in the class that's ringing and you feel it, right? It's a fucking, it's very, very powerful. So you have that, right? Oh, that's kind of a very common, probably one of the most common mantras you'll, you'll ever hear in yoga. So the whole thing, you know, represents the cycle, right? You have the, the stillness at the beginning, right? then you open your mouth and you say, and that's the awakening. In the middle, you have the steadiness. And then the closing at the very end, you fade into or back into the silence or that fourth sound. It's a really, it's kind of a cool thing. So you may be asking yourself, all right, Luis, why do I need to do this shit? All right. So for me personally, right, without getting to the science or anything like that, it calms me it centers me and it re-energizes myself, right? It kind of lifts me from a negative space if I'm in one that day. Just kind of going through it and really focusing on my mantra and the words within it, feeling those words and the energy it represents to myself, it, it takes me out of a bad headspace if I if I am in one. But there's uh, been some studies done, right? And kind of hit, you know, science. It's awesome kind of stumbled there for a bit. Probably going to edit this out. Probably not going to edit it out. Anyway, so in your brain, there's something called the DMN, the default mode network. And this is kind of the activity in your brain when your brain is at rest. you are just not doing shit. It's still stuff going on in there. And sometimes we have an overactive DMN or default mode network. And this kind of shows that the brain is not calm or centered. It's got a lot of shit going on and moving around in there. So a study was done when people were given a mantra. And for six weeks they recited that mantra for them to themselves for I think ten minutes or so. And what they found is at the end that the mantra was able to lessen the activity in that default mode network and pull and truly put the brain at rest. So again, it, it works, guys. I fucking I wouldn't share this if I didn't. 100% believe it. So just to recap, right? What is a mantra? We're breaking it down. It's a tool for the mind, right? We use it through Japa meditation, just reciting it to yourself. And then choosing a mantra, right? You don't need a model. I, maybe you might want to get one. But choosing a mantra, something that resonates with you. Now, how would you use this in day-to-day practice, right? Again, you don't need a model. I, I suggest getting one. But what you can do is just sit, just like you would if you're meditating, you can lay down. And when you inhale, say half of your mantra, I am, and then exhale, complete, complete. Inhale. I am complete as you exhale. And that's a perfectly good way to use a mantra. So in closing, I just want to remind you guys that your words have power, right? And let's make sure that we use them to benefit us and those around us. I appreciate you guys listening. Again, if you're listening, share it on some kind of social media platform. Tag a friend, share. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this stuff that I'm sharing with you guys, and I will talk to you next week.